509 on the Friday edition of Jacksonville's Morning News. And today comes with a lot of mixed emotions. We're living through this pandemic. We're still adjusting to new normals. And 19 years ago today, four groups of hijackers killed several thousand Americans in the 9-11 terror attacks. Jamie Dupree 2.0 takes a look back at what air traffic controllers heard that day. September 11, 2001 started like any other day for air traffic controllers. Good morning, American 11 with you, passing through 190. But four passenger jets would be hijacked that day. United 175 is the other aircraft. By 9.03 a.m., two planes had been crashed into the World Trade Center towers in New York. Another one just hit the building. Wow. The whole building just uh, came apart. Oh Holy smokes. Just over 30 minutes later, another plane was used to attack the Pentagon. Uh, do we want to think about by now, the military was involved. Scramble Langley, head towards the Washington area. His hijackers took over a fourth plane. You got United 93. His U.S. fighter pilots were authorized to attack. We can shoot down aircraft that do not respond to our direction. By 10 o'clock, only one plane was left. 29 minutes out of Washington, D.C. The passengers attacked the cockpit as the plane crashed in Pennsylvania. He did not land. Down. That likely saved my life 19 years ago today at the U.S. Capitol. Mm. And, you know, we, we live and work in the radio industry, and so uh, audio is a big part of our lives and experience. 9-11, we remember the images as well. And when the two combine, Brian Kilmeade, who you hear every weekday uh, at 9 o'clock here on WOKV Radio, the sights and the sounds of where you were 19 years ago. I, I wonder I, what kind of comes to mind immediately as you look back and then look ahead to how to tell the story again 19 years later, a generation. Oh, yeah, I know next year is going to be a, a much bigger commemoration, no doubt about it. And this year is a lot of both politics. You have uh, Biden and uh, and Trump uh, fanning out to at least two locations and, of course, the scene of the Pentagon. Uh, but they'll both be in Pennsylvania. For us, for me, I uh, did not have the radio show yet. In fact, Tony Snow hadn't even launched uh, Fox News Radio yet. Uh, but I was on the air on television when the first plane hit. We were in a break, and we are trying to figure out because the local affiliate had the coverage, and all you saw with no video, with no audio, was uh, a plane hit the building, but it would disappeared inside the building. So everyone assumed it was a small plane, and even though it was a clear day, it was just a pilot error. But by the time we hopped on the air, it was cleared. Uh, we were under attack. So we, we brought it through the top of the hour, tossed it, and uh, tossed it over to the 9 o'clock show. And then I was able to convince them to give me a crew, and I went downtown. And we stopped along the way, and we down 7th Avenue, down Broadway, and we – uh, we were shooting the towers because they were literally on fire, and there was a guy in a jean shirt next to me. Uh, I just remember being probably 50 or 60, kind of well-built guy, and he's kind of angry. And I was listening to the local radio affiliate down there, 1010 Winds, and, uh, you know, I know what happened. They hit this building, and we don't know anything about Flight 93, but, you know, we don't even know there's a problem besides the, what's happening in New York. And he starts cursing, and I said, what's going on? He goes, they just hit the Pentagon. I go, no, I'm just listening to the radio. They didn't, this is it. He goes, I'm on the phone with the Pentagon. So I'm thinking to myself, that guy was probably in the Defense Department. So we got down there. As soon as they got close, um, and it was impossible to get through, so we got on foot. And as we got close, we see one tower fall, and then the next tower fall. And then by the time I got to our reporter there, they said, listen, we lost our crew in this in the chaos. I need your cameraman. So we took the cameraman, and then when I got mine back, we were able to walk around and, and, and get a, a sense of what was happening. 
But all you, the listeners, should just keep, if you want to visualize it, it was like being on the moon. It was all white. Everything was white, and there were papers and shoes everywhere. And if you walk by a grate where normally they just drain in case of a flood or a rain or, or any type of runoff, the grates were literally like walking past a grill at your house because the fire was below and shooting up downtown. And um, it was uh, just insane. And I remember the cops trying to get some sense of order, but really not knowing what the hell to do. I also remember something else vividly in that the firefighters kept going back and they ran out of trucks. And I remember six of these guys ran past me and they hopped in one guy's pickup truck to go back in. And one guy just stops and he goes, give me all your names. I need to know your names. And they all wrote their names down on a yellow pad. And then they went back in to the rubble. So kind of stood down there and then walked about 60 blocks uh, or 70 blocks back to Fox News. And, you know, nothing was ever the same after that. I tell you, 19 years later, and these images are still seared in your memory. And I know you'll have a lot more to unpack this morning. What can we expect to hear starting at 9 o'clock? I mean, I'm going to cover uh, I'm going to cover a lot of live events uh, that has taken place, but I'm also going to talk to Mark Thiessen, who's with George Bush of the day, George Pataki. Uh, he's going to be joining us live. What is it like to have two governors, a uh, governor and a mayor, on the same page? We don't have that now. What was it like for him? How did he work with our mayor, Rudy Giuliani, Dana Perino, about being by George Bush's side throughout the entire process? Um, and Morgan Ortega's from the State Department, how even NATO is commemorating this day and what we're doing in terms of hunting down the people that still would like to do this again. And that, of course, is al-Qaeda slash ISIS. Geraldo will be joining us. You know, he left CNBC right after. Mm, he said, yeah. listen, I need to go cover this war. They said, no. He said, I'm going. So he went to Fox, and he came to us. We'll be listening, uh, pal. Good to hear your voice again. Brian Kilmeade Show starting at 9 o'clock following Jacksonville's morning news. By the way, Naval Station Mayport is hosting a remembrance ceremony this morning and a moving tribute as all the ships on the base are going to sound four prolonged blasts in observation of the four separate attacks. And we'll have updates during the Brian Kilmeade and the Mark K Show.